Gallup took a poll. 61% of U.S. college students, this, by the way, is up from 54% in 2016, say the climate on their campus deters people from expressing their views and speaking freely because others might find them offensive. You know, you think you've finally gotten out of bullying. And then yeah, you no. go to college and you're bullied on college campuses, well, not able to express yourself freely as, as a person, well, an yeah. individual. When you go to college, they the, the, the used to be the bastions of free speech. That's no. where you went to express ideas, to learn something new. Join us to talk about it is Nikki Nelly, uh, president of Speech First. This number has been growing steadily over the last, uh, just the last few years, Nikki. It had, yeah. Like you said, last year it was 54%, and that number's raising. And what is interesting to me is, one of the demographics where it actually jumped the most was among Democrats, which I didn't expect at all, um, because later on in the poll they actually say 92% of people find, feel that um, progressives, uh, liberals can express their views freely on campus. So even though these people are can express their views freely, they actually feel scared to. So wow. you know, you wonder what's going on there. Well, it makes you wonder. I mean, has the tribe just contracted to such a point that if you don't say exactly what one faction of your tribe wants you to say, that's what's happening in the with the Democrats? That's kind of what I suspect. I think it's kind of a case of them eating their own, where it's this purity test. You, you saw with Me Too. You see with some of the women's march where people are not sufficiently inclusive, and then they're thrown out for, for not adhering to the religion strongly enough. What is the biggest source of the problem? Is it the professors who are teaching the courses? Is it coming down from the administration? What's behind all this? Um, I think it is. I think it is largely driven by the administration. Um, I, there are um, a lot of speech codes on campus where things are written very, very vaguely, so students don't know what they can and can't say, and who's going to decide who's doing that? It's some administrator, um, like a diversity dean, that's going to be adjudicating that, or a bias response team, which is something that some students have, where you can be anonymously reported by your peers for saying something offensive that somebody overheard, maybe taken out of context. Um, and so the, the possibility that you could be written up for something, um, dragged before a kangaroo court that then goes on your record at the school and used against you maybe for scholarships or a study abroad program is so terrifying that students, you, you just, you don't interact with, with, with your fellow students, you don't ask a question in class. You maybe don't write a term paper you want, join a club you want, or, uh, you know, frankly, go to a speaker that you want because you're scared Jeez. of how that might be perceived by others. So you pay all that money to send your kids off to college and you're sending them to the gulag. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, yeah, because we have these students that are not fully participating in the educational experience, like you said earlier, I mean, this is where, this is the, the, where students go to learn and express themselves. You, when I was 18, I had a lot of stupid ideas, um, but you go and you try them out. And you, we believe in a marketplace ideas, right? Good ideas rise to the top. Bad ideas wither on the vine. And um, if students are not allowed to have that experimentation, if logic, reason, and facts have lost out to I feel and my emotions, I yes. mean, that is the antithesis of the Enlightenment. We don't believe in that. That's what makes Western philosophy so important and so, and so strong. You know, I saw a story this morning about a, uh, and I, the name of the university escapes my mind, but uh, basically an order's come down that when somebody sneezes, you can't say God bless you because it's considered a microaggression. Every single day there are stories like that, and I think half the time this has to be the onion. This isn't real. You can't say stand up for your rights or I see your point because it's ableist. I mean, So how do you okay. change it? How do you change it? Um, well, the way that we'll be changing it is we're going to be suing some of these schools. Um, we're a pretty new organization, and we plan on bringing lawsuits because particularly public universities are bound to uphold the First Amendment. So you can't be 
weak wristed and say we're gonna we're gonna prevent bullying, we're gonna try and you know create a civil climate on campus. So all speech is protected. Not one just more thing I wanted to point. Yeah, one more thing I wanted to point out is these free speech zones. You know, it sounds good in the name, but this is basically some places on campus where that's the only place where you're allowed to go to express yourself Well, that way they freely. can keep track of you, too. And that way they can keep track yeah. of you. Right. Some schools actually have to get your, your speech approved ahead of time. I mean, it is so Orwellian. And you know what? This is America. America is a free speech zone. So... Um, we look forward. Unfortunately, we are spoiled for choice, but we'll be bringing at least two lawsuits in by, before the end of April, mm-hmm. and then I think another you know, three to five maybe in the fall. Right. So we look hope forward to, to talk, hearing them. Hope to talk <laughs> to you again about that. Hope you're successful. Thank you, Nikki. Good to talk to you. Nikki Neely, president of Speech First, joining us here on News Radio 740 KTRH.